Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Come on. Come on. Put your hands in there. Put your hands in there. Put them up. There's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you. I'd like to take that Mike Slater and put him up uh, against the wall, firing squad. What the hell, man? I'd rather have an abscess tooth. Talking about post-Christmas blues. My blues is I got to listen to that crap for, what, an additional now 18 minutes? They stole three of my minutes. Post-Christmas blues. He'd like it to be 12 days. So he could be on another, what, till uh, the 7th over my dead body. Hey, O'Reilly, wherever you are, you better get somebody else to substitute for you. You have that such low as self-esteem as a broadcaster. You're afraid to bring somebody in good. I'll do it. God, pump it up. I feel so close to you right now. Let's get it on. Don't be talking about post-Christmas blues. You have no idea what you're talking about, Mike Slater. Gee. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I feel so close to you and the Bronx. Because that's why I started the Guardian Angels back on February 13th, 1979. This anniversary will make 44 years. And I mean, the Bronx is lit up. That Dominic Carter will be following uh, from 1 to 3 as Lieutenant uh, Colonel Greg Kelly is away. That's a Bronx boy. Came out of the Patterson Projects, 138th and 3rd Throgsneck Projects. Went to Teddy Roosevelt High School, the drugstore. Oh, yeah. And let's fire it up. Anyway, you can knock off the music right now. It's quite all right. Because we got to get down to the nitty-gritty. That Mike Slater just ate into my talk time, man. It, I'd strangle that guy right here. I'd be more than happy to do manslaughter for that. But let's get back on track because in the Bronx, all it is is murder, 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 and more murder. And, you know, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Now he's got a new moniker, a new nickname, out-of-town Adams. And his missing in action police commissioner, Sewell. They did a victory lap. They said, oh, murders are down, shootings are down. Meantime, the other seven crime categories have skyrocketed. You want to know how bad it is? Right where I started the Guardian Angels on East Fordham Road. A 17-year-old girl gunned down a rival gang member in the Bronx. She gunned down guys. That's right. Even the thugettes there are they equal to the thugs. They rule the streets. Finally, the NYPD was able to collar her this Wednesday, charged her with murder, manslaughter, and possession of a weapon. So what happened was they were on 182nd Street working their way up to Fordham at about 9.15 at night. Two thuggets coming up on two guys. <laughs> Man, talk about those thuggets, those female thugs up in the Bronx. That's rough stuff. 
All of a sudden, the two guys are running away from the thugettes, and a guy named Shabazz gets struck as this this female thugette is shooting at him over and over with a loaded 9 millimeter. she got the fanny pack around her shoulder. She's got an additional clip. Bang, 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 bang. And uh, the two female thuggets fled in a black Toyota Highlander. Thank God the NYPD finally collared them. Even the thuggets were out of control. Probably the worst of the many crime stories. Yeah, wake up, uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Stop taking victory laps over what you what you describe as a safer city. Look at this. Right on the corner of Southern Boulevard and East Tremont, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, a guy named Carlos Gonzalez goes into a 24-hour bodega. Why the hell would you let bodegas be open 24 hours? Don't you realize that people basically congregate around bodegas that are 24 hours that are up to no good? They're either shooting dice outside or they're shooting CeeLo or playing dominoes or they're talking trash. They're looking to spark stuff up. So Carlos Gonzalez goes into this uh, bodega at 4 a.m. in the morning, and he comes out shot like 52 times. Right, He's dead on arrival. So on Wednesday night, family and friends decide, let's have a vigil. 6.30 p.m. last night on the corner, right there where he was shot and killed, Southern Boulevard and East Tremont. And what happens? Another guy rolls up, pulls out his loaded nine, and he shoots one of the people who were there dead right there, right in the head. He comes up right behind him, bang! And then he shoots three others, and he runs off into the darkness of the night. Now think about that. Two murders, three shot in 72 hours, all on the same spot of Southern Boulevard and East Tremont. In the first case... The murderer of Carlos Gonzalez is still free. And in the second case, just last night, at 6.30, the murderer runs and does a bird. And this is all in the Bronx. And let me tell you something. They know they got it like that. They're not afraid of the police. They're not afraid of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan or the missing in action Sewell. And then you saw that case in Queens where you had the father with three sons, the oldest being 11. Hey, son, come here. Sit up here with me in the SUV. The rest of you guys in the back. He's got his three sons in the SUV, and he goes hunting for their mother on Parson Boulevards in Queens. He sees the mother outside of the apartment building. He slams into her. In fact, he tells his oldest son, make sure your seatbelt is on right before he slams into their mother. And then he jumps out of the SUV and he starts stabbing her over and over. Can you imagine what it's going to be like for these three boys growing up? Watching their father murder their mother in cold blood. So, you know who showed up in court for this guy as he was being arraigned on multiple charges? Members of the bus uh, barn that he works out of. He's been an MTA bus driver for 11 years. They were there to show solidarity. Oh, he was really a good guy. He really wasn't a horrible guy. Meantime, the mother had been doing a podcast about domestic violence. A lot of it sounded autobiographical. Why would you show up in court for this guy? Have you lost your minds? And then I'm reading the New York Daily News. Oh, before we get to that, uh, my prediction is this. I can't seem to extract any further information from Frankie Diaz, you know, Jimmy Olsen there, JV. 
and our news director, Noam Layden. Apparently, there was a home invasion uh, earlier today in Bensonhurst at 6 in the morning. Two men broke into a home on 17th Avenue and stabbed three people. A 61-year-old man who lived in the house has died from his injuries. Two 19-year-old women who were also stabbed are in the hospital with non-threatening injuries. And, of course, no arrests. My prediction, Karnak the Magnificent, 17th Avenue. Chinese family. That's your Chinese family. We're approaching the Lunar New Year. Diego, act like you're actually interested in this, okay? Because if I'm wrong... Uh, like all talk show hosts, I'll never talk about this again, you know, because I don't want to have to revisit this and say, sorry, Sliwa, you were hopelessly wrong. But I'm predicting it's a Chinese family, unfortunately, who are victimized because we're approaching the Lunar New Year for the Asians, the Chinese. And they probably have good stuff in the house, money, um, gold, jewelry. And these other two mutts and skells who broke in probably knew that. I'm predicting. I could be hopelessly wrong. And then all of a sudden, I'm reading the New York Daily News, and who's written a full-page editorial about how there should be a casino in Times Square? But Bill Bratton. In fact, Bill, we can't have a casino in Times Square because we have our own degenerate gambler, Frank Morano, who's off shooting craps at the Borgata, and he had something to say about the potentiality of a all-out, full-blown casino on Times Square. You're going to see us losing our paycheck every two weeks at this casino. We, if you have to, if I'm on 49th Street, right? If I have to pass 43rd Street, and I have to pass a casino on a Friday after I've just gotten paid, what do you think I'm doing? Come on, of course I'm going to go in there and pay. Of course, hey, casinos don't care if they bankrupt you. That's why they have that little uh, addendum at the end. Oh, yeah, and if you are a degenerate gambler, 1-800-HELP-FOR-DEGENERATE-GAMBLERS uh, or whatever that is. But meantime, Bratton goes on and on, and I realized, no, this is not an op-ed piece. This is an infomercial for a company that has hired his security firm to provide security if, in fact, they get the license. There are three licenses that are being given for full-blown casinos uh, in downstate by S.L. Green, who has the largest commercial amount of property in Times Square. And you know who this guy is? S.L. Green? That's Mark Green's brother. At one time, he had bought and run Air America, the liberal alternative to WABC, right into the ground. This is not a guy that you want giving a casino, although J.C. has said, oh, you know, I'll be his partner. So here's Commissioner Bratton. I've lost all respect for him after this infomercial that he indicates is an op-ed piece. Shame on you, Daily News. And he talks about all the crime in Times Square. He's absolutely right. He says tourists and theater goers are avoiding the area, which hurts local shops and restaurants. Commercial office workers will resist to return to what they perceive to be a potentially dangerous commute. He's right. Broadway workers from stagehand to actors will face the possibility of random attacks and harassment, which they do each night. And then on their walk or when they take the subway home, he nailed it, right? And then he goes in. But the remedy to this is to put a full all-scale casino in Times Square. Is he out of his mind? And then he said, well, look, look. Uh, in Vegas, it hasn't caused a problem. What about Atlantic City? 
How about Atlantic City? Hey, Bill Bratton, do I have to take you down to Atlantic City? Hey, I'll take you on the new, the new Jersey Turnpike to the Garden City Expressway. They've raised the tolls to the Atlantic City Expressway. One block from the casinos on the boardwalk, it's crime time. What the hell are you talking about? You should be ashamed of yourself, Bill Bratton. Shilling for S.L. Green the largest commercial landlord in Times Square, where half the buildings are empty. Of course, they want the casino there. This is the guy, again, Stephen Green, brother of Mark Green, who ran for every conceivable office you can imagine, the perpetual candidate. Oh, my God. Mark Green. Oh, vile. The testimony. His brother, even worse. They bought, they bought Air America, the liberal alternative to WABC, ran right into the ground. And you want to give him the rights to a casino now that he's partnered up with Jay-Z and Bill Bratton saying, hey, yeah, and I'm getting paid lots of money to shill for S.L. Green. What are you, a Hessian now, a mercenary Bill Bratton? I thought you were a crime fighter. A casino in Times Square will bring more crime than they already have to Times Square. And I match my street credibility to your street credibility and to how you sold out to S.L. Green, Bill Bratton, and a paycheck. He's the Rippin' Reed. Missiles and drones and cruise missiles were flying air and sea base, launched from all different ports of call by Putin's Russians at all different regions of the Ukraine, including Kiev. It was the most massive Russian missile assault of this war that in February will be approaching one year. Now, the Ukrainians were able to knock out a lot of these incoming missiles and drones. The problem is, even when they knock them down, they crash on land of the Ukraine. And generally, even though it may not be the targeted electrical grid or where water is pumped, a pumping station or where water is uh, held, it does damage throughout the countryside. And boy, Putin has really ratcheted it up and says that he's going to continue in this war of attrition. Oh, you don't want to go anywhere because last night, on the roundtable uh, 5 o'clock edition of uh, John Katzmatidis, there was almost a heavyweight championship battle over Russia and the Ukraine between Dr. Mikolos, the Greek doctor, and uh, <laughs> former congressman uh, from uh, out there in uh, Long Island, Peter King. I mean, they almost came to blows. You don't want to miss it. Don't, don't be turning the dial at all. Because first, we got to deal with the enigma known as George Santos. Because now there have been some more revelations. This is like peeling an artichoke. You know, you keep peeling the outside of the artichoke. And now you start getting to the center of the artichoke. And it's getting softer and softer and easy to negotiate. 
This guy is a total fraud from the tip of his nose to the tip of his toes. Let me explain to you uh, what is now apparent. And I said this is probably going to be his biggest Achilles heel because I run a charity. I run a nonprofit. I've been doing so for 44 years. It's called the Alliance of Guardian Angels, Inc., registered in the state of New York with the state attorney general, my enemy, Tish James. But you still have to follow all the rules and regulations, whether she perceives of you as a friend or foe. And it's public record, you know, what you've taken in, what your expenditures are, who your donors are, the whole nine yards. And you see, George Santos uh, had told a lot of his supporters that he was running a pet charity. And I knew right away he wasn't running a pet charity. There's no damn well. He would go up to women who are 55-plus and scam them of their money because it's women who generally are attracted to charities that help dogs and cats and other animals. You can just see in the charitable returns, it's generally women 55-plus. And he probably milked them. So now it turns out that last week, uh, when all of a sudden the New York Times dropped a bomb on him, and I believe everything the New York Times wrote. No, no, you can't believe the New York Times. They're right. The guy hasn't been able to answer anything yet. But Santos deleted his former private Facebook account last week. And when you review the records, because it was salvaged, it indicated that he used the alias of Anthony Zabrowski. Anthony Zabrowski for fundraising for a pet charity. There's no 501c3. It's not a tax-exempt nonprofit organization, as he claimed. And they're going to hang him on this in addition to other charges. Republicans, we got to get rid of this guy. He's like a cancer and a cancer cause. I don't care that Joe Biden lies, which he does. I don't care that Donald Trump lied, which he does. I don't care that a Blumenthal in uh, Connecticut lied, as he has. I don't care that other politicians lie. Nobody has lied more than this guy, not even Joe Biden. Although, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, Diego, that possibly we can conflate both these liars, that... Um, George Santos, if that is his name, can say, you know, one time it was an 18-wheel tractor-trailer driver, and I was on my CB radio, you know, talking my jargon, and who was on the other CB radio and another 18-wheel tractor driver up ahead saying, hey, rubber ducky, beware, 5050. It was Joe Biden. God. But because of this name, this, this fake name that he had, Anthony Zabrowski, that's that's right there. That's Ukrainian-Russian. I mean, look, uh, being uh, a Polish background, when you look at the maps over the centuries, at one time Poland controlled all that area, another time the Ukraine controlled that area, and another time Russia controlled that area. It sort of plays into the fact that now people are claiming, hey, how do we know this guy Santos is in an espionage agent, right? He'll be for Putin. Might be for the Ukrainians, might be Mossad. Who knows, right? I mean, we don't know anything about this guy. Nothing has proven to be true, and especially where he got to $700,000. But it almost reminds me because he comes out of, he claims Whitestone, although there's no proof of that. Nearby was Bayside. And remember, who came out of there? The fictitious, right, uh, George Costanza of Seinfeld. 
And remember, George Stein, uh, excuse me, Costanza was run out of Bayside because of Festivus, uh, the holiday that our own Frank Morano follows and nobody else. And then he, be- he was a pathological liar, but a lovable pathological liar. Hey, guess what? Uh, George Santos is not. In fact, let me give you the highlights of uh, George Costanza. Remember that time that he was, he walked into his boss's office on a Friday and he said, I quit. How you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? What? I work here. I thought you quit. What to quit? <laughs> Who quit? <laughs> and then... He shows back up on Monday like nothing ever happened. Is that Costanza over there? What are you doing here? What? Am I crazy? Or didn't you quit? When? Friday. Oh, what, Dad? Are you kidding? I didn't quit? Why, you took that seriously. You mean laughing stock, all that stuff? Come on, will you stop it? No brains, no ability. Teasing, what? Okay, I want you out of here. I don't know where you're getting this from. I... You're serious, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> you see, you just, you don't know my sense of humor. I mean, Dan, don't I joke around all the time? I wouldn't say all the time. You can't win. You can't beat me. That's why I'm here and you're there. Because I'm a winner. I'll always be a winner. And you'll always be a loser. Ironically, that could easily be George Santos, right? Except we knew more about Costanza than we'll ever know about George Santos. And then... Tucker Carlson was away on vacation, substituting for him, sweetheart of Frank Morano. He's never had an opportunity to interview her, but he's got a poster of her right up here in the studio. He wants Tulsi Gabbard to run for president, but she won't give him any play. And so she, who's been accused of being a Russian agent by Hillary Rodham Clinton, is interviewing George, George Santos who right now is being accused of possibly being an agent of a foreign country trying to get in to the House of Representatives to do espionage for those that are paying him a pretty penny. I mean, listen to the back and forth between the both of them. It's not a lie if you believe it. (laughs) Ah, you see, uh, oh, man, Diego, you like that Mike Slatter? I should choke you out, too. Think we can get Tulsi Gabbard there with, uh, with not George Costanza, but George Santos. I understand it's kind of hard to differentiate between the both. You think you got that? You got that? Go ahead. It's, uh, George uh, Santos on Tucker with Tulsi Gabbard. That's, uh, number five. What does the word integrity mean to you? Well, Tulsi, thank you for having me. You know, um, to, to answer your question, integrity is very important. And like I, I said to the New York Post, embellishing what, what does it mean, was though? a mistake. What does it mean? Because the, the meaning of well, the word actually matters in practice. Of course. It, it means to, to carry yourself in an honorable way. And I made a mistake. And I think humans are flawed. And we all make mistakes, Tulsi. 
Um, I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see, and I have the courage to do so because I believe that in order to move past this and move forward and be an effective member of Congress, I have to face my mistakes, and I'm facing them. Um, the reality is, is that I remain committed to doing everything I set forward in my campaign. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a fake. I, I, I didn't materialize from thin air. I worked damn hard to get where I got my entire life. Life wasn't easy. It didn't start off easy. As I've said it many, many times, I come from abject poverty. I made some mistakes. Huh. Wouldn't this be ironic? Tulsi Gabbard, who will be out of the House as of January 1st, has been accused of being a Russian agent by Hillary Rodham Clinton and other Democrats who don't want her ever since she supported Bernie the Altacaca Sanders, who spent his honeymoon in Russia, remember. So there's that part of it. Then we have George Santos, who now people are accusing of being uh, involved in espionage, possibly an agent for the Ukraine or Israel, Mossad, or maybe even Russia himself, because... Boy, can you imagine getting a member of the House of Representatives who's going to attend uh, different meetings and be privy to um, secretive, uh, damaging information that nobody else should have? And speaking of the Ukraine and Russia, oh, my God, last night we could have called it the heavyweight championship of Long Island. In one corner there was uh, Dr. Mikolos on the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion of John Katsimatidis. And in the other corner was uh, Congressman Peter King, uh, last of the fighting Irish, right? They started going at each other over the the Russian-Ukrainian war. The Russians tend to invade, and they learn this technique from the Mongols. They don't attack until the ice of the rivers freeze. And uh, what happens is that's how Napoleon... uh, took a big hit, and Hitler took a big hit, and they usually wait to attack and fight in the winter. And the Mongols used to fight in the winter because they wanted the snow because they used to have to feed all these horses, and they had plenty of fresh water from the snow. Doctor, it seems like you're rooting for the Russians here. The fact is they're not going to be invading. I'm not rooting for the Russians. I'm just telling you historically. The reality is they've lost every battle this year. They've been demolished on on the field by Ukraine. And what you're talking about with Napoleon and others Hitler and Napoleon are invading Russia. Russia is invading Ukraine. So we get a okay. different story. Well, no, I'm, I'm just talking about history, Congressman. If you, we'll, we'll, we'll play this radio show. He's our in-house historian, too, uh, Dr. Mihalos. In about four weeks. I think that if Congress had historians, they would know that. Afghanistan yeah, but your history is wrong. You're, you're talking about invading Russia. No one's invading Russia. Russia's invading Ukraine. It's a totally different Russia war. In 1918, we actually did invade Russia. No, first of all, no, that was that was that was over 20,000 troops. Only 5,000 were uh, American, and they were under British control. And the U.S. also sent troops to to protect the Russians from Japan up in Siberia at the same time. And the Ukrainians and Russians kicked us out. They didn't even want us there in the end. Well, again, it was okay, the U.S. Well, that, that protected three, Russia from uh, from Japan's invasion up in Manchuria. And the fact is, also, well, oh, it's Siberia. It's the end of the show. To be continued four weeks from now. You heard Dr. Mikolos. Let's let's resume this uh, fight four weeks from now. I can't wait, Dr. Mikolos, in one corner, Peter King in the other corner. And then finally, hammered half in the bag, his uh, hair all frazzled all in different directions, 
a guy clearly, when you look at this video that was made for all of you, the taxpayers in New Jersey, who decided to reelect half in the bag Murphy instead of Citarelli. He needs either veneers, I, I don't know, maybe George Washington's wooden teeth, uh, but he is so hammered in this video. Listen to his ceasing greetings to all you knuckleheads. Hey, knuckleheads. Governor Phil Murphy and... And First Lady Tammy Murphy. And we're coming to you from Drumthwacket, which is the historic governor's residence, which is all decked out in its holiday finest. We open Drumthwacket's doors to knuckleheads from all over our state. And likewise, we know many of you knuckleheads are opening your doors wide to your neighbors, friends, knuckleheads, and family. So from our family to yours, regardless of the holiday you celebrate and with whom you'll be celebrating, we wish you knuckleheads nothing but safe, joyous, and healthy get-togethers. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a joyful Kwanzaa. Amen to all, knuckleheads. We have so much to celebrate this year especially. But the greatest thing we can all celebrate is our incredible New Jersey family. God bless you, knuckleheads. Everyone. <sighs> knuckleheads, knuckleheads, knuckleheads. You reelected somebody who calls you all knuckleheads. It's half in the bag, is hammered, is disheveled. Here's Diego giving me the cut, right? Cut. Did you give Mike Slater the cut before? You went over three minutes, right? But no, you give me the cut. Hey, you're not giving me a brush here at WABC. When we come back from the governor who calls his constituents knuckleheads, that's Murphy. We go to Governor Hochul, who couldn't even be in her own hometown when the blizzard hit because she was too busy opening up Christmas presents underneath the Christmas tree at the governor's mansion on Eagle Street from lobbyists to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow. All right, end this, end this, Diego. Stop snowing in Buffalo, right? Thank God, because... They were a dollar short and a day late on everything uh, that they were trying to do to extricate the many who remain buried in that blizzard. 41 dead at this point, maybe others to follow. Uh, finally, the shooting and the looting has stopped as the snow has stopped because finally the National Guard has come into place. And Kathy uh, Crime Wave Holcomb has been up uh, in her helicopter there as she's gone back and forth, you would have thought she would have spent her time right in the uh, backyard of her own home in Erie County where she claimed she could see the province of Ontario and Canada, which she can't, but oh no. In fact, it was uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, she stayed on Eagle Street, the governor's mansion, because she was receiving not Santa Claus and his little elves, but all the lobbyists in New York State who were coming to pay her tribute to wine her, dine her, and pocket line her and stuff her stockings with goodies instead of being in Erie County. 
And you know what? What she summed it all up is saying not the fact that she was a dollar short and a day late in helping people she grew up with, but she blamed it on global warming, climate change. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. Nah, forget it. Forget it, Diego. You're, you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe you're thinking that uh, you're going to get online downtown because at 420 today, you're going to end up uh, probably buying some uh, legal marijuana. Give me a little Wiz Khalifa so we can go out with this. Yeah, okay. That you get. No, no, no. Get rid of her. Too late. Too late. It's Curtis Lee. You can't keep up with me, man. You're a dollar short day late. Stay in the junior varsity leagues with Frankie Diaz out there, the, the news guy. But the big story today, locally, they're all getting excited. They're all for toots. They're already lined up outside of what will be the first legal pot shop in the shadow of NYU, which already has atriums in their dorms. I mean, they're selling uh, homegrown stuff right there. Well, the students were going to Washington Square Park and buy from the Rastafarians with the Jiffy Pop hats over the years. But now they got a legal place to buy. And I'm telling you what you're going to see after this first day. They cut the ribbon. They make their first sale, 420. They think they're cute by saying 420. Is you're going to see the black market all around that legal pot shop with a state license to sell reefer. You see, the black market is going to continue to do what they've always done. A, they offer credit to their better customers. Stay licensed, uh, pot shop, can't. Number two, they'll let you test the product. Puff, puff, pass. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got some new strains in here. We got some new buds. Would you like to test it out? Won't let you do that in the state licensed pot shop. And the most important thing is I can sell it cheaper to you in the streets because I don't have to charge you taxes. The taxes on the legal pot, which, by the way, can only be grown in New York. You can't get stuff from California. is enormous. And it'll cost you twice as much to get your legal pot as it will to get your black 